0: I'm
1: Despite a decades-long drug war, billions of dollars spent, and millions of Americans locked up in prisons, drug use rates have remained relatively constant. Any economist will tell you that as long as there's demand, there will always be entrepreneurs with a supply ready to make a profit. When a drug dealer is busted, it's nothing more than a job opening for someone else to fill. This is Economics 101. Join Students for Sensible Drug Policy to help teach lawmakers this simple economics lesson. Visit www.schoolsnotprisons.com to find out more information about SSDP, if there's a chapter at your school, or how to start one. It's time to join the growing opposition to our country's failed war on drugs and start an open, honest, and rational discussion of alternative solutions to our nation's drug problems.
2: good morning to you, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. This is indeed the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO and Medford Touch Reform Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thank you for making this show part of your Thursday morning, coming to you live from the WMFO studios, filling in for actual mixtapes until 11 a.m. this morning as as we are now at a point where this is becoming absolutely stupid and absurd. Not the radio show. I'm talking about the situation with Major League Baseball. Now, yesterday, I, I spent a good chunk of the first segment talking about the latest updates regarding the, the, the labor talks for a new CBA and now, as of last night, we now know that opening day is delayed until April 14th at the very earliest. And right now, it's abundantly clear that the Players Association and the union, as well as the owners, excuse me, the, the Players Association and the owners are so far apart, it's not even funny. You can't even look at each other from the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. That's how far apart they are right now. All well, the good news is that, well, at least, at least some sort of progress has been made. Oh, that sounds lovely. Sounds very lovely, doesn't it? But the moment that the international draft gets brought up and gets inserted in by the owners... It's now suddenly another issue and another hurdle that they have to overcome. If you have your feelings on what's going on and your frustrations in regards to Major League Baseball, call in. I'm here to listen. You can talk. Air your grievances with me. 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. I mean, I'm pretty pissed off this morning. I'm really, really even more pissed off than what I was a week ago. Yesterday, I was annoyed. Now, I'm just pissed off because, number one, the fact that these damn owners, these owners who are clearly negotiating in bad faith right now, continue to find and add more things to the CBA that they want, knowing all and well the likelihood that players are not going to accept was going to be high. Like, they knew that that it was not going to be high to begin with. Like, what are we doing here? Sincerely. Like, what are we honestly doing here? Like, we know that the players have made progress. The owners, for some reason... It just seems like whenever they get close to a deal, that was the case last week. Whenever that there's progress and they get close to a new deal, it's like, ah, 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 nope, hold up, hold up. We got one more thing we want to add to the menu. Here it is. No, you just ruined the damn meal. It's like going out to a restaurant, you finally select the entree that you want, that works best for you, the customer and in this case the customer is the player they bring it to the kitchen and they say no 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 no. we're gonna add this this side dish of roasted broccoli and potatoes that you that didn't come with the original entree it's like what exactly are we doing here like do we not want baseball or not honestly Do you want baseball or not is what I'm asking Major League Baseball now. Because now you're talking about the earliest opening day that it can possibly be is April 14th. All right? That's one day before the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson um, breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball. I mean... (laughs) If the season gets delayed any further, if the season gets delayed any further, I don't know, I don't know how much baseball fans are willing to take, but as I, as I woke up this morning, as I do the show this morning, I can't help but to feel a level of anger and frustration in which that I really feel like this is really killing baseball fans and it's killing the sport. Like, at this point, I am amazed that the owners have shown to great lengths they are willing to destroy the sport just to make it appear that they got the upper hand on the players. Like, if anything, if anything, the most telling thing that I saw yesterday was a tweet that I saw in which that Mets owner Steve Cohen liked, in regards to the current negotiations right now, and I gotta read it to you. I'm gonna read you exactly what the tweet was. I mean, it was it was so telling that one of the one of the major baseball insiders had to reach out to him to, to verify like just how serious this was. And I hope that this individual still has the, the screenshot of the it of the is, found it. This was tweeted out by David Lesky. Maybe I'm way off here, but I don't think Major League Baseball would ever accept an offer from the Major League Baseball Players Association. They want to have the upper hand. They want their offer accepted or denied. Steve Cohen liked that particular tweet, and I thought that was absolutely damning as well as it was the most telling thing that I saw yesterday by far because what that told me was that at this point, it's about the owners having the upper hand, having the power in their hands over the players. That's exactly what this is. You want to know what else? They don't don't care how close they get to a new deal as long as we are able to add more to the menu than what was originally on the menu before the order goes back to the kitchen. And this is where we are. And the fact that Stephen Cohen said, I even liked it. He didn't say that quote that I just read to you in terms of the tweet. This is just a baseball fan who just tweeted it. But the fact that he liked it and it was screenshotted, that to me is the most damning thing that I've seen in the last 24 hours. Hell, in the last 15 hours, if I'm going to be technically correct. So here's something that I want to post to you baseball fans out there. Again, you can call in at 855-915-WMFO. is the number to call in. Let me ask you a very honest question. It doesn't matter whether you're a Yankee fan or a Red Sox fan. This is not the point at all whatsoever. This is a general baseball question. At this point, are you more angry with the fact that the Major League Baseball owners continue to show that that they have such a deep level of not giving a damn about the game and about even having a season at this point? Or are you more annoyed with the fact that the, that, that the Major League Baseball players continue to show that they are not willing to bend over backwards to take their half-ass offers? I want you to honestly answer that for me. We got a phone call now into the into this uh, radio program. We're going to go to Dylan in Boston. Dylan, good morning. What's going on, man?
3: Hey, how you doing, man? Big fan.
2: Thank you so much. How's it going? Hey, hey man, good. I'm with you on, on on the baseball thing, as far as you know, taking the sides of the players. But guys like uh, guys like Trevor Bauer and some of these other players, man, they make it so difficult. Like so difficult. Like. Uh, you know, he's tweeting the other day. If we're going to ban the shift, why don't we just
4: ban strikeouts too? And instead of striking out, why don't we just put guys on? It's just like, ah, oh, dude, will you shut up? Like the the sport needs a change. And 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 I know like it, it just seems like the players have. And, and again, I tend to take the player side over the billionaire owners. But these baseball players, they make it so hard. In other sports like basketball. Hockey, whatever you know, <laughs> to be in the middle of the season and they'll just make a rule change without it having to go to the players and have them look at it and negotiate. And it's just like, man, the sport needs to change. They need to realize it. And, and and these players like Trevor Bauer, they just need to shut up. Think, like, man, I think uh, uh,
2: like, th- thank you so much for the phone call, Dylan. And to that point, I will say this: I think that it's deeper than the fact that the that the game needs to change. It's the sport that needs to change. They're so hell bent on, on like keeping it traditional in traditional senses. Baseball must remain pure to its origins as much as possible. Change is the enemy of baseball. Meanwhile, you have the NFL. You have Major League Baseball. Two sports that you can look at in contrast and say. You want to know why the NFL is king in major baseball is still stuck in its archaic medieval times? Here's why. Because the NFL realized a long time ago that it needed to make changes in terms of making the game safer. But yet, yet, you still have hundreds and millions of fans tuning in every Sunday. The regular season, especially the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl Because it's an entertaining product on the field. Baseball, meanwhile, struggles with ratings, struggles being able to keep the attention of the baseball fan with these four hour games. And then on top of that, what Dylan was pointing out, and his point was that he was pointing out what what Trevor Bauer was saying. If you're gonna take out the shift, why not give it a strikeouts? Like, my whole perspective on the shift has been this. I'm going to use this as an example. My perspective is, if you cannot make adjustments to hit the ball the opposite way, why are you in the major leagues? Because haven't, haven't we not been fed as fans? Like, the hardest thing to do in major league baseball or even in professional sports is to hit a 95-mile-per-hour fastball squarely on the bat. It is very true. But you want to know what else that major baseball hitters do better than anyone else in the world? Make adjustments at the plate. If you can make adjustments at the plate, what exactly is so hard about making the adjustment to go the opposite way? But it goes back to the larger point that I'm making. I'm so truly fed up and frustrated and angry this morning that Baseball continues to self-sabotage. And I said this last week. I said this last week in which that baseball continues to find way, even when it appears that they make progress. It's like, ah, 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 hold up, not so fast. We have to add just one more thing here. Like, you can't get out of your own damn way. Because heaven forbid that baseball has to delay opening day again which would push it past April fifteenth, so you, so the sport won't even acknowledge the seventy fifth anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball. Is that where we want to get to? I'm just, I'm just fed up and frustrated at this point, and I shake my head, not out of disbelief, not out of shock, but I shake my head out of disgust. Because we're watching two grown men act like little children. Over what? Over what exactly? We won a Major League Baseball International Draft. Okay? But not right away. Where was this before? It won't be instituted until 2024. I get that. Fine. But what the hell is the problem? If you got any thoughts, feel free to call in at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. Got to hit a music break. Just absolutely f- just fed up this morning. It's not even funny. I'm trying to control myself. It's it's awfully hard. When you're this passionate about the sport that you love and you're watch, watching it literally just go down the drain, it's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. And this is why I am so glad to have the the medium that I have in radio to be able to air out my frustration. This is absurd. Coming up next, which side looks worse here? Is it the owners or the players? We're going to go deeper into this. And there's a clip that I particularly want to play for you coming up that I think just might open your eyes a little bit. You're listening to The Shook Rewrite Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Touch Free Farm Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org.
0: Let's face it, life
4: looks a little different.
5: During these times, we're doing our best to keep our minds and bodies strong. And getting a flu shot helps us stay healthy.
0: So we don't miss out on what matters, like having a gay night at home. Yeah, can't do that while sick with the flu. Now imagine family movie night that your daughter can't live without. Well, that's ruined. And don't forget your uncle's socially distanced cookout. (coughs) See? That's why it's important
4: to
5: be at our strongest. Every year, millions of people in the U.S. get the flu. Especially now. No one has time to miss out on moments that matter. So get your flu shot.
3: Find out more at getmyflushot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back to the Shikri Right Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO and Medford me. Tusswee from Radio Streaming Nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app globally on WMFO.org. The number to call in is 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. I'm here with you live until 11 o'clock a.m. this morning, filling in for actual mixtape, uh, mixtapes excuse me, that was supposed to originally air this morning, but it did not. So... Here and happy to fill in for the program this morning to talk about uh, the latest uh, news regarding uh, Major League Baseball. And frankly, you have to be really concerned about the status of a potential season. And before I went to break, I posed the question, which side looks worse? Is it the owners or the players? there was a conversation that was had on First Take that really caught my attention. It was between Chris Russo and Stephen A. Smith. Chris Russo appears on the show Wednesdays on ESPN, and they had a pretty spirited debate about which side looks worse in this particular lockout right now. This This is what it sounded like yesterday, on first take on ESPN. This is courtesy of first take, ESPN. Stephen A. Smith and Chris Russo.
3: Who do the owners go to to the players and say, "Guys, wait a minute. Who is the person who can make can your answer? deal?" I got my own question. I'll answer with my own question. How dare you sit up there and act like Rob Manfred ain't in the same position? You got small market owners in Pittsburgh. Places like Kansas City, maybe right. Arizona, that's that's clearly on the opposite end of the spectrum than the Steve Cohen or the Steinbrenners in New, in New York or the Dodgers in LA. So you got small market owners that gonna hold the line, they're gonna be diehard, they're gonna be rough and rugged with their approach, and Rob Manfred has to find a way to maneuver his way through that terrain to get them to go to go on his side. But the first order of business is this: when I bring up the time, how the hell it take you three months? to answer the union's you, uh, initial economic proposal. How the hell it takes you an additional six weeks, you know, since the lockout? Are you kidding me? You're not Steve, trying to make a deal. You're trying to miss games. This is Steve, what you they want. Had 10, they spent 10 days in Port St. Lucie. The deal was this close, 235 on Tuesday night. The players left Do you really Roger believe that? Dean Stadium. They were right, really? there. Do they really were right there. Do you really believe that? They there. Do you really believe that? I, yes, I, I do. promise you. H- 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 yes, I do. I listened listen to Mad Dog Russo yesterday. I knew what you were going to say. I'm going to listen to you today when they call up on your radio show. You know good and damn well at least 60 to 75 percent of your callers don't believe that it was close. They knew that this they they knew that something was going to go wrong because this is what they do. If you've lost the, the millions upon millions of dollars that any owner could speak of that they lost because of COVID-19 <laughs> and how it's ravaged the world of. Of course, the world of sports, you know, they lost money and they were bent on getting it back. And if you took a cat to school with the previous two negotiations, as purportedly happened, I don't know if it's true about Tony Clark, but purportedly that happens. If that happened and you took them to school and you didn't have the mindset and the decency and just and just the foresight to say. Yo, you gotta give him a bone. I can't completely destroy him because I gotta work with these brothers. Once this negotiation is over, and That's you weren't fair. smart enough to do that, and you That's were fair. fixated on the fact that you knocked them down, That's and you fair. knew you did it before, you know you could do it again. Okay, okay, okay. Mad Dog, last word here. Go ahead.
1: Last word is that this is going to last a while. Players won the war, and now
2: you know, Mad Dog is right about something here. It is going to last a while because the way that they're going, every time, and this goes back to what I was saying in the first segment, if you're just tuning in, that every single freaking time they come close to a deal. Oh, no, we're just going to add one more thing to the, to the pot. Oh, no. You just, ru- you just ruined the, the pot, of, a pot of stew. You just ruined the pot of stew. You just ruined the meal. That's every freaking time. Without fail. Without fail. But here's one problem that I have with what's, what Stephen A. Smith said. You now suddenly want to cry poor because you've lost millions upon millions of dollars during the COVID pandemic? Are you, are you really sick? Are you honestly sick that you want to sit here and and comp- and tell me that the owners they're so concerned about the fact that they've lost so much money during the pandemic meanwhile you were bickering between yourselves and the players over how long of a season that you were going to have 2 years ago is this really is this really what we're going to do here like the players They wanted a war, in the words of Christopher Mad Dog Russo. They wanted war. They got the war. But here's the difference. What I see from the Major League Baseball Players Association is that they are willing to fight for the little guy. Who are the little guy? The minor leaguers. Because they're part of this too. They have a full season coming up. Major League Baseball will not have a full season. That's, that's just a god-honest gut, gut fact. They're not going to have a full season. They understand that this, this is not about them at this point. It's not about us anymore. It's about the guys that's going to come after us. So, you know what? I'm not mad at the players, I'm not angry with the players. Because they have been pretty reasonable. If you truly have followed along and not just set in your, your way of thinking of, oh, it's millionaires versus billionaires. Because I said this from the beginning, that's not the case. But if you truly have followed along the negotiations, they have been pretty reasonable and what they're asking for. And the owners have said no every single time. Why? Because they want to maintain the upper hand. They want to maintain power. They want to maintain their large chunk of the pie. They want 75% of that of that good old American crusty apple pie. Meanwhile, you're giving maybe roughly 10% of that American pie to the players. So you'd wonder, where's the other 15% going? The other 15% is going towards... Revenue or maybe even other things that God knows who knows what the owner spend their money on. Oh, that's another thing. They don't even want to open their own books. They refuse to (laughs) tell me how that works again. Please call into the program. 855-915-WMFO 855-915-9636 is the number to call in. I already had a phone call earlier in the show. Uh, Dylan in Boston, uh, who, by the way, thank you very much for the phone call. It was a good one. So I do take phone calls. And this is a good conversation and a good topic to talk about because this thing is impacting everybody, the workers. The workers at these 30 Major League Baseball stadiums who, by the way, by the way, I give the Players Association, forgiven enough of a rat's ass, about the workers in these ballparks to create a fund for these workers so that they're still able to get paid. Not a damn thing from the owners. So what does that tell you? What does that honestly tell you? That tells me. Furthermore, they don't give a damn about the pl- about the players. They don't give a damn about the about the game. They don't give a damn about the, the employees who are working at these ballparks. All they care about is the bottom line and continuing to, to make the billions of dollars that they're that they're raking in. And the thing that makes me even more disgusted, and if you listen back to, to what Stephen A was saying yesterday on first take with Christopher Mad Dog Russo, is that do you want to talk about owners losing millions upon millions of dollars in a pandemic? Meanwhile, just last year. The sport just generated $10.7 billion as a league. Really? You want to cry poor? Get the hell out of my face. Get out of my face with that. And if you want to bite the cheese, you want to bite the Kool-Aid, you want to drink the Kool-Aid, rather, that's on you. That's on you. I throw my hands up. There is something that I saw in a column yesterday from ESPN.com in which I want to touch on. And in that column, there's a section that's titled, After canceling four series so far, is a full 162 game schedule definitely off the table for this season? This was the response. This was an article that was written by Jesse Rogers of ESPN, ESPN.com. He wrote, quote, Not necessarily, but the league and players are approaching uncharted territory. The 1990 lockout lasted into mid-March, pushing opening day by a week and extending the regular season by three days. The season has already been delayed by two weeks with an added complication. There was no interleague play then, which means making up those series this year becomes that much more difficult. If an agreement is reached soon, it's still not impossible to play 162 games. Seven inning double headers would be the norm. But ending talks Wednesday without a deal left, the odds of playing a full season greatly diminished. Which this excerpt from the column only solidifies my point even more when I said that they're not going to play a full 162 unless You plan to compound your schedule, your regular season schedule, with seven-inning doubleheaders just like we saw back during the 2020 pandemic season. I am just baffled that we've gotten to this point. And like I said, you had an exorbitant amount of time. You had, during the 2020 pandemic, during the shutdown to figure things out and even when you were negotiating your way to returning back to the field while the world was in lockdown you had time then to figure this out you had 43 days to figure things out between the time of when the lockout first began on December 1st or December 2nd until you decided to to make the move and come to the table sometime in early, mid-January. You had the time. You wasted it. So don't blame anybody else but yourself at this point for the fact of how did you get to this point. I figure now would be a pretty good time to to go to music break. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Coming up next, the NFL finds itself in an unenviable position of just how things have gotten so good. I'm going to tell you exactly what my thoughts are in terms of the state of the NFL as a whole. Coming up next right here on the Shook Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford.
5: To Grinspoon, Associate Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry at the Harvard Medical School. Back in 1966, concerned that so many young people were harming themselves through the use of marijuana, I began to review the medical and scientific literature to help clarify the nature of this harmfulness. Much to my surprise, I discovered that it was a substance remarkably free of toxicity. In fact, it is far safer than any pharmaceutical or recreational drug. There is no record of a single overdose death from its recreational or medicinal use. Marijuana is one of the most studied substances. I believe that it is high time that this country Reconsider its stance on cannabis. Con... The ooh, ooh, ooh. Atención a
3: todas las de emergencia del sistema 911. Hombre moribundo con aparente ataque
6: cardíaco. so
2: Welcome back to the Shakira Show on 91.5 FM WMFO and Medford Touch Reform Radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Number to call in is eight five five nine one five 915 wmfo 855-915-9636 is the number to call in to the program. I'm here with you for another 15 minutes until 11 a.m. this morning. And and uh, what a morning it's been so far. And, um, man, it's been a lot of just frustration, anger. Uh, I won't even say sadness, but more anger more than anything else that I felt uh, throughout the show uh, so far. I mean, I, I think it's been absolutely atrocious that, that we find ourselves, here we are, on March 10th, with St. Patty's Day weekend literally just right around the corner. You know, for a lot of people, the weekend starts tonight. And for, for others, the weekend starts tomorrow. It's St. Patrick's Day weekend here in greater Boston. And you know what that means locally. And baseball is still at war within itself. Like, it, it is truly pathetic. But you know who isn't at war with itself right now? The National Football League. The National Football League, they are living life right now. Now, what do I mean? They are living life because they know, and they have long since realized, but especially within the last 48 hours, man, NFL is king. NFL is absolutely king in this country. Regardless of what market that you're in of the 32 teams across the league, with two cities hosting two teams each, New York and L.A., Jets and Giants, Chargers, Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, that is. They know and they recognize that, that, hey, we're still dominating the headlines in the (laughs) offseason. Most notably, yesterday, the Washington Commanders acquired Quarterback Carson Wentz from the Indianapolis Colts in a trade. I mean, that sent NFL Twitter into a, a, quite a frenzy. And I caught on to that. I was like, really? Huh. That's got to be something else. Huh. Amazing. It's amazing to think that that move alone truly like sent shockwaves to through the, through the rest of the NFL. We were still trying to collect our thoughts and process... The trade that was between the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos in which that the Broncos have their new quarterback, Russell Wilson, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks. Now Carson Wentz, he's now a Washington commander. (laughs) So here are the details. So it involves a 2022 third round pick. Next year's third rounder that can convert to a second rounder based on incentives. And that also includes the 2022 second-round draft picks. The Colts, they now hold the 42nd overall pick, and the Commanders have number 47 in terms of the, the 47th pick overall. Now, even through, that, even through all of that, most of the country was just so fixated on the la- the latest big news regarding Two big name quarterbacks on the move this offseason so far. Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz. And we as a nation, in terms of the sports fan across the nation, we're so busy trying to figure out like, okay, what does this mean for the Broncos and the Washington Commanders? I mean, commander fans are not happy about the, the trade whatsoever. Bronco fans are jumping up and down cuz they finally have a quarterback for the first time since Peyton Manning retired following the 2015 Super Bowl championship season for the Denver Broncos. What a time to be a, an NFL fan. Life is pretty damn good. If anything else, I think this I think this exchange um, on NFL Network yesterday, in which Ian Rappaport really breaks down what happened in terms of the trade, really tells it all. I think it does. And I, in fact, i want to let you have a listen. Here we go.
4: Whatever it was, I would say, because it would not have made sense. Carson Wentz is a commander.
1: Yeah, Carson Wentz is a commander, a trade that has been agreed to in principle. The Indianapolis Colts have been looking to move Carson Wentz after certainly a frustrating season on all accounts, uh, specifically at the quarterback position. The way the season ended played well at times in the middle, but when it counted, just did not play well enough. And certainly the frustration and angst from owner Jim Irsay uh, was very clear here that they were going to move on Uh, That they were going to move on uh, from Carson Wentz and and simply find another answer. We do not know who that answer for the Indianapolis Colts is going to be, but we do know it is the answer for the Washington Football Team. And uh, you know, they called. uh, They called a lot of places. They basically. The Washington Commanders did call every team. They called on Russell Wilson. They would have been involved in the Deshaun Watson situation if his legal situation had moved a little bit quicker. Uh, They may have been involved in in Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, had his shoulder not needed surgery, and now instead they settle for Carson Wentz for the price of two mid-round picks and the Colts now, of course, need another quarterback.
4: They do need another quarterback. So, Ian, what on earth do the Indianapolis Colts do? Because when the season ended, you heard Chris Ballard, you heard Frank Reich. Ballard, certainly more forceful than Reich on the podium. Uh, their dismay, it seemed, and I said it that day, it seems like they're done with the guy. And then last week in Indianapolis, yeah. it's their home. It's, it's where we're doing the combine. And Frank Reich and Chris Ballard basically said, well, I can't say that that he will or won't be our quarterback. It's like, are you dating somebody? I mean, I kind of, sort of, maybe, I might be. So, I mean, they they saw and they decided and they went, we are done. They gave up a one and a three to get Carson Wentz from the Eagles. And now we're going to say two mid-round picks. I mean, they got out quickly.
2: That was telling as hell. And here's my own reason why. Because what you heard there, and I think it's abundantly clear. When someone asks you, hey, what's your relationship status? Well, you know, I'm kind of single, you know, not really. Like, are you single or not? Are you done with the person that you were talking to? Are you with the person or not? The Indianapolis Colts were playing the game of, of being a maybe-ish individual who was pretty non-committal at that point. And when it was time to make a decision, the Colts said, We're done. We need we need a new girlfriend. We need a new a new partner. Because this relationship ain't working. It's like it's like the it's like early on in the relationship. You meet someone new and everything looks glimmery and everything looks peachy and rosy. But when you really need that other person to come through for you, they either they don't show up or they struggle to show up where it absolutely matters. That was the nature between Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts were willing to pay the big price and they did. A first and a third round pick to acquire Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia Eagles. And they could not get rid of him fast enough. As I mentioned, they gave him away to the Washington Commanders for for whom exactly? Yeah, a third round pick in this year's draft and next year's draft. And the Colts currently hold the 42nd overall pick. Commanders have the 47th overall pick. So what does that tell you? That should tell you an awful lot in terms of why the NFL is still king. Why? Because news and deals like this get sliced up and diced up in which that radio talk show hosts like me are sitting here breaking it all down as to, you know what? Good for the Colts. Hey. They finally came to their senses. They said the guy that you that you can hope lead you to a Super Bowl title. Something that they haven't had since uh, Payne Manning. You know what I mean. But the commander said, you know what? I want him here. I want him. And you know what? He is the best option possible. We're going to take him. We'll take a flyer on the guy. Okay. Congratulations to the Washington Commanders for getting out. Someone else's second sloppy seconds. At this point, he's not even a sloppy seconds. He's more of 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 leftovers that's been in the refrigerator for five days. He was he was the leftovers for um for for the Colts for a number for only two seasons really. And what else? He was also leftovers for when the Colts acquired him and now the Commanders. Like, like you could sit here and, and try to make sense of it all, but to me, I'm like, congratulations, you got Carson Wentz, but don't be surprised if by the end of the 2022 season, Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders just don't work. I just don't think it's going to work. I mean, how many times have you seen over and over that Carson Wentz just does not perform well in pressure games? I mean, go back to week 18 in that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That, that for me, was the point in time in which Colts owner Jim Irsay said, enough is enough. We're not putting up with this anymore. So... You talk about a quarterback who absolutely cratered when it mattered the most. You look at the last five games. Carson went through for fewer than 300 yards in each of his final five games of the regular season. Four of them, oh, by the way, was under 190 yards passing. I mean, you talk about the one one win. In that stretch, the Week 15 win over the Patriots, which started the Patriots' down spiral at the end of the season. Carson Wentz only threw for 57 yards in that game. Only 57 yards! Yet the Patriots somehow lost to that bum. (laughs) What does that tell you? So when the games matter, he disappears. Missed me with the excuse of 2017 of he was nearly the MVP had he not gotten hurt. In fact, it might have been divine intervention for the Philadelphia Eagles at the time. Maybe they don't win the Super Bowl that year if Carson Wentz is the starting quarterback. Given that now we know that this guy cannot come through when it matters the most. You have more than enough of a sample size to go through and look at. And you can come to your own conclusion, come to your own senses and realize that this ain't it. This ain't the guy for me. So the relationship ended. Whereas the girlfriend says, hey, um, you know, thank you for everything. I appreciate what you've done for me, but you're just not the guy for me. You you just don't come through when I need you to come through the most. And you have given me more than enough Excuses as to why you can't this relationship is done. that's exactly what this is. It's not even a breakup. it's more of like a straight up dump like I'm done with you on to the next. bye that's kind of like where we are right now. so it's ten fifty seven a m and let's see we have another show coming up next see like what show it is what we'll to tell you in just a moment so just keep it in locked into this program here it's adp adp is coming up next from 11 a.m to noon and then strike the box with chris major is coming up from noon to 2 p.m that's going to be a good one it's always a pretty good show whenever whenever he's on the air so you got about maybe 60 seconds remaining I'm just hopeful that baseball finds a way to get this done. Get this figured out because the longer that this lockout goes, the worse it gets for baseball fans and as well as for fans across the country who, who are at the point where enough is enough. They're just saying, you know what? To hell with baseball. It's been nice knowing you. I'm done. I'll find other things to do. That's just kind of where we are. It's really, truly a shame that we've gotten to this point, but at the end of the day, like, who are we to blame? And as I said, you can blame the owners, because at this point, the owners are really, truly the ones to who are, that we are to blame for all of this. Such a tragedy unfolding in front of our very own eyes. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, filling in for actual mixtapes. It's been a blast for the past hour. Glad to have been here with you. This is Shukri Wright signing off. ADP is coming up next. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Touch Free Farm Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Peace.
7: i was drowning but z day-